Okay, every year people ask me what they should get their swimmer for Christmas, and I always tell them the same thing. Get a pair of drag socks made by Aquavolo. It's the perfect stocking stuffer for any swimmer. Honestly, there's no simpler training tool to build power in the water than a pair of drag socks. Go to aquavolo.com and use the code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout and save 10%. The offer's good only through November, so order now. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply. Looking to host your first swim meet or replacing an old timing system? Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop using superior swim timing. You can use superior swim timing with your existing equipment or they can provide you with a complete timing solution including deck harnesses, buttons, and starter. SST is fully compatible with Hi-Tech and Team Unify, as well as Colorado, Dactronics, and Amiga touchpads. Go to superiorswimtiming.com to learn more and be sure to tell them I sent you. Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout, destromachines.com. All right, I think we're on. Bobby Gontura, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me, and uh, your podcast is legendary, so I feel honored being here, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, listen, man, I appreciate it. There are a lot of people that do take a lot from the podcast, which inspires me to keep going. You know, I get messages from you all the time and other other coaches like you, other swimmers that tell me that they listen, they take notes, they're, uh, you know, look, we're all swim nerds. We love it, you know, like uh, it's our business, and learning from other people i think has been difficult in the past whereas now i can just jump on with you we can talk swimming for an hour we can record it we can share it with the world it could be up in instantly you know so i really love the platform yeah i mean it's it is because you know i feel like you know this is your your podcast is the first podcast that's from the swimming mindset that you're and you know when you interview people it really gives me as a swim nerd more you know just educational Mm -hmm. and from a different mindset instead of from a media standpoint you're really from a swim coach to a swim coach and you're talking and you're very successful one one of the most successful coaches in our sport of all time and and you understand you know the, the the elite level swimming you understand the world and 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 having you know having you talking to different people is really it's a really fresh and it's been, it's been awesome. Like I, I, I listen to your podcast every time I drive to 
from my house to my mm-hmm. pool mm-hmm. and my mom pulled them up back to my house and i so it's, it's just like a different yeah you know, i always just kind of, I, I never really have time to just sit down and listen for you know yeah whatever like 45 minutes or whatever but, but it's been really awesome just kind of like okay this is that's that's pretty cool 15 minutes here 15 yep. minutes there so thank yeah. you awesome man i appreciate that yeah a lot of a lot of fun people i I'm never running out. People are always like, you're going to run out of people. I'm like, I can't run out. There's, there's great, there's great coaches, there's great athletes, and there's so many great stories. Um, I mean, yes, t- tomorrow, uh, we're going to record this, but, uh, you know, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow I'm releasing Amanda Beard, you know, and I had a great oh. conversation with her. I mean, what a, what a legend and, uh, you know, great, great story. Um, so yeah, I just love it. Um, it's fun, but listen, in terms of, um, you know your story it's pretty fascinating really i mean i was i was going through some research today and looking back on on how you got to where you are i mean everybody has kind of a start point and and where they are in their career now but yeah. yours is fascinating just take us through the journey real quick the snapshot yeah. of your your journey yeah and you know i think the, the big thing is really you know i was very fortunate to know uh you know to to be in in a, in a position that um, building a relationship with my coaches when I was in college, um, you know, it started here at UNCW and then now I'm here. It's, it's really fascinating for me. Um, you know, when I was at UNCW, my coach was coach Dave Allen, who was here for 38 years and, and Todd DeSorbo, who's now the head coach of Virginia. Um, you know, it starts really from there. And then when Todd was hired by Braden at NC state, uh, you know, they were building something special and, uh, I, I did not think about coaching in college. Uh, you know, I was working in an accounting uh, world. So, and then and then Todd contacted me, and we're kind of like talk. And Braden and Todd, uh, you know, offer really well. Braden really offered me the position as a graduate assistant at NC State. Um, you know, they from the get go, they they pretty much told me that look, you you, you got to come in here and just work hard. And you know, and I, I didn't think that you know I would have a I would coach or anything at all. Like when I came in and I came in, my mentality just, all right, I need to be the best uh, water boy and uh, towel boy in the NC2A. You know, if they want me to fill up the water bottle for the whole team, I'll do that. Um, and Braden told me, oh, your job is to open the pool every morning. Uh, you know, I, I just kind of take that to the next level. <laughs> you know, I figured if I do a good enough job in, in one year and I'll get more responsibility and, uh, you know, one year becoming two years, becoming three years. And, and I sat at NC State for eight years and uh, learned a lot. And 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 here I am now, I become a head coach at UNCW. It's my second year at UNCW. So so that's that's really, you know, the the I guess the short story of, of my journey to get to where I am right now. So just focusing on one thing at a time and and try to be the best I can in whatever I do and and, and just work with my boss and, and whatever he feels uh, great with me and whatever direction that he wants me to go and, and and I'll take care of that side listen man there's a lot to learn from that couple of minutes right there honestly because I've had graduate assistants and I've done the same thing I said your job is to open the pool and th- there's been people that have taken that as a slight or or haven't appreciated the opportunity to to mm-hmm. open a complex you know and yeah. we'll yeah. start somewhere and it's no surprise for me to see you now a head coach and being successful because the people that do take those opportunities and run with them are the ones that end up furthering their career in this business because you have to start from the ground up and, and love every aspect of it. And then yeah. I think what you do now, you probably walk into the pool and you appreciate 
those people who are opening the pool, who are cleaning the pool, who are do, yeah. you know doing the jobs that you started off doing. You know, it gives you an appreciation for the whole the whole aspect of of the of the team. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, very similar in that sense. We also grew up kind of in similar parts of the world. I'm from Sydney, Australia. Yeah, you're from are you from Bali. I'm from Bali. Yeah, wow, man. so I'm from Bali. Bali, and then yeah, I, I live in Australia for uh, about a year and a half. Um, in it was in 2000, uh, I can't remember 2002, 2003. Uh, I, I trained with uh, uh, Grant Stolwinder, mm -hmm. uh, Stoli, mm -hmm. and then I trained with Emma Sullivan, Adam Lucas. Um, back then, they were just an up and coming age group swimmer. So, so I was living in Perth for, for about a year and a half. That's actually the first time I learned how to speak English. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, it, it, was, it was rough uh, because, you know, it, as simple as 8 100 on 145, I didn't know what, it, what that means. I was like, what, what, wait, what? <laughs> so uh, so we, were, we were learning how to speak English, um, living there, homeschooled from, from the Indonesian Federation, and uh, yeah, it was a very fortunate uh, opportunity. For sure, and not a bad part of the world to to grow up in Bali, first of all, and then move to yeah. Perth. Beautiful, beautiful parts of the world, both of them. Yeah. So extraordinary. Uh, I mean, I understand the Indonesian government gave you an opportunity to come to Bowles uh, mm -hmm. and, and and study. Gave you a couple of years to figure out, you know, a scholarship. You end up at UNCW. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, has has there been any pull over the past few years to? To go back to, to Indonesia, to, to your hometown? It, it's, uh, I was thinking about it until until I got married. With, uh, my, my wife is from North Carolina. Um, you know, I think with the living situation and, and the opportunity to make income for our family is, is better here in this country. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, you know, for... For the moment being, uh, this is this is our home, and uh, you know we, we go back to Indonesia for vacation. Uh, obviously, pandemic changed a little bit, uh, but but yeah, I think uh, for our family life, this is this is a perfect spot for us right now. Man, next time you go back to Bali, take me with you. All right, like let me know. <laughs> if you haven't been to Bali, people listening, that's the destination, man. That's the place. A lot of go. people ask me, like, "Dude, you're from Bali. What are you doing over here?" <laughs> Especially in this town, uh, we, it's Wilmington, Riceville Beach is a big surf town, mm -hmm. and a lot of people that live in town have been to Bali. Right. Uh, my, my, my wife went on a surf trip in Bali before she knew me um wow, yeah. it, it's just like yeah so a lot of people are like what are you doing here <laughs> yeah if you're from sydney and you need to go on a holiday somewhere that's the, that's the best destination because it's it's outside the country but it's as close as right you get and it's the most beautiful destination so it's like all right let's just fly up to bali real quick that's the place to go but um yeah pretty have you become a u.s citizen yet no yet we're in the process of that okay yeah right. yeah, yeah we're we're in the last minute like the last part of a green card so okay. we're in the process of switching uh, citizenship. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I went through that process, got that done in uh, two thousand nine. I went through that, so I'm kind of, nice. kind of glad I did all that. Yeah, it's, it's nice to kind of just walk through customs, and they're like, "Oh, welcome back you to, worry about your, welcome back to your country. Thank you very much. <laughs> no more strip yeah. searches, you know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, well, listen, man, just tell me a little bit about your program, where you're at now at UNCW. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I put it, I try to put it this way where, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, well, not, not everybody, but I, I personally love um, 
historical home. So I kind of put an analogy of UNCW as a historical home where, you know, if you don't take care of the, uh, the home, uh, you know, it, it's not going to take care of itself. So, you know, really last year we, when I came in, uh, you know, my, my accounting background, I just do a lot of auditing uh, of what we can do better as organization uh, from the very top as coaches. Uh, how can we collaborate better? Uh, and then kind of uh, really uh, drive down to the student athletes and how do we move forward and, you know, not only enjoying where we live, but at the same time, you know, it really is, uh, I, I, I like to call that if you go to UNCW, it's an experience because you may not have another shot to live nearby the beach. Uh, however, at the same time, you know, it is a division one. So I want to make sure that we learn and not so much in, not so much as swimming, because swimming, I expected everybody to come in and get a best time, right? I think if you know that everybody, you go to college, you should get a best time. So, so we kind of take a, take another, to like another level that, Hey, we want to focus in on what life lessons do we learn? Um, it's a, it's a blue collar school. Uh, I talk a lot about hard work is the, is our foundation. Um, you know, if we, if we work hard, we may not be successful, but if you don't work hard, we're definitely not going to be successful. So, so really finding the balance between, you know, really work hard and understanding and what we're trying to accomplish in and out of the pool and how to build a program that, that really with that focus. And at the same time, you know, make them realize that we live in a, in a little paradise. So making sure that, Hey, we'll take them out for, for yoga on the beach uh, once in a while. Um, like today's is off. Really, they're, they're done after uh, this morning, after 8.30. They're, they're done for the rest of the day, and they're not coming back until tomorrow afternoon. So I, I told them, like, hey, go to the beach. It's going to be 70 degrees today. So And they do that, and they go out, and they, they study on the beach, uh, or they just grab a coffee or, or go go to lunch, uh, sit on the beach and eat lunch. So so we're very fortunate where we are. Uh, but that's kind of like where we are, I think, right now. We're starting. We try to learn about one another and, and, and take it beyond swimming. Uh, and on the swimming side, I mean, we know that we're, we're focusing on trying to do the ordinary things very, very well. That's where we are right now as a program. So really good streamline, technical, and, and just not doing the cute and fun stuff. Just really focusing on, hey, just focus on the ordinary things. So for the month of September, we literally every single time they push off the wall, I call it the two four two three two two, mm-hmm. and every time they push off the wall, I just really doctrine their brain as like every time you push off the, you gotta glide for two seconds, mm. and if we take a look at we're doing in the middle of the hard set, we're not gliding for two seconds. I, I stop everybody. Hey, stop. Let's let's refocus. You're, you're not gliding for two seconds. I don't care if you think you're going faster without gliding, but. That's where we are as a program, just really building foundation. Man, it's, it's funny. Yeah, and like I, I do swim camps all around the country myself now and teach young, and talking to young kids. And you, you think you have to skip over the streamline because it's the most basic concept. And yet every single camp I'm, I'm spending – 20 25 minutes working on gliding and streamlining yeah. I'm like i'm like the best in the world are working on this every day trust me i'm not picking on you as a 14 15 year old mm-hmm. i'm telling you that the best in the world do this every single day and if they're not they need to that they're, they're trying to get yeah. better at at streamlining and and just reinforcing it it's a it's a skill that can get overlooked really quickly and it's mm-hmm. also one of those skills that 
people will eliminate out of their repertoire very quickly. Like, oh, I've got to start swimming. You know, uh, yeah. I've got to make the intervals. So the fastest way to make the intervals is just get up and start swimming. No, the, the fastest way to make the intervals is actually to hold your glide longer. Hold your glide. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I mean, well, Eddie Reeves on your podcast say, you know, what he saw and what, what you ask him, you, what is he looking for in, uh, mm -hmm. in recruits? Mm -hmm. And he says streamline. When you go to practice, if he goes to practice and you see a recruit just not doing streamline during practice, you know, he's, yeah. he stopped recruiting him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's coachability and, and, and really just, you know, the elite of the elite focus on the fundamental. Uh, and I think that is fundamental. I want to talk about more of the fundamentals in a second. Just going back to the program real quick, I'm going to plead ignorance. I know very little yeah. about it. So, so is it is it fully funded? Do you get is it, is it men and women? How yeah. many people on the team? How many coaches on the staff do you have? Do they train at the same times? Talk me through just like the snapshot of the program. Sure, sure. We're we're a mid major program. Um, we what does that are mean, mid major. Yeah, mid major program means that we don't have. Um, it's not fully funded. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're we're pretty low in, in in terms of scholarship. Maybe year in year out, we're about one point seventy five to two scholarship on each side. So, which is really low. Uh, we're working to increase that scholarship amount. And then on the women's side, we have thirty five ladies. And then on the women's on the men's side, we only have twenty four. That's including diving. Oh, um, so how really much does it cost small. to go to school there? To go to school here, I mean, for in-state, somewhere between, really depends on what your major and where you live, somewhere between seventeen to 20000 mm -hmm. And then for the out-of-state, uh, the freshman this year paid around $33,000. So it's a pretty affordable to go to yeah, school here. It is, it is compared yeah. to most uh, you know, Division One schools that up to $60,000, right. $70,000 right. exactly. for sure. But it's still, it's still a commitment. And I guess that makes it tougher for recruiting kids, does it? It's it really does. It really makes it tougher. So you know, we it, it's 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 almost like uh, requiring our coaching staff to do more homework on you know we're not necessarily uh, you know the, the student athletes are not necessarily getting the look of a well at least uh, at this point and hopefully we can keep increasing and and really kind of uh, looking for the sleeper right uh, and okay this person may not necessarily there yet but we see some things during our visit or we talk to the coaches that you know okay this characteristic is going to help us and how we, we develop him or her uh, when they get to uncw so so we we're focusing on that and and we're being flat out honest in the beginning of the recruiting process like hey you know if you're looking for a big scholarships um we just don't have that as a program um so so we, we want to be honest immediately from from recruiting we lost a lot of uh, very talented athletes because of that um but so be it and that's where we are so we we just fo our focus is really and I, I talked to our staff let's focus on what we have let's be as efficient as possible with what we have rather than we don't have that i wish we have that like well we don't have it so we have this so let's focus on that right so so I, i've been talking a lot of that with our assistant coaches and, and we have two full-time assistant coaches on the swimming side uh we have one full-time diving coach and also a volunteer assistant coach on the diving side mm -hmm. um and we have a volunteer assistant coach on the swimming side um so you know it's a smaller staff but at the same time the number of the student athletes in the water is also a lot smaller I kind of like that because I get to know everybody in the team. Uh, it's, you know, so the people that I coach uh, on the swimming side, you know, we, we do a little bit of different programming this year as compared to 
what I used to at NC State. And I get to see everybody uh, throughout the whole week. And that's really nice uh, and, and allow me to really mm-hmm. get to know them. I learned a lot from what I, what we did at NC State, but I also try to make some adjustment based on what we have. Uh, and, and that's it's been really awesome to get to know. I mean, you know that it's the hardest thing being a head coach is really yeah. coaching part, right? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I texted Todd and Brent Nigro, who's in Army, who's like when they Brent Nigro become a head coach of Army before I become mm-hmm. a head coach, like, hey, man, what's the challenge to be a head coach? And he said that, you're not going to have time to sit down and in writing practice. And then mm-hmm. Todd said the same thing. I'm just, all right, I need to prepare on how I do this. Um, yeah. So, but I feel grateful of my assistant coaches. They're very, very smart young coaches, uh, very open to collaborate. Um, and I challenge them to get to know the way I think that way. And we talk about, okay, Hey, I want, this is, I want aerobic in this one. They know exactly what I mean. I want threshold. They know exactly what that means. So, uh, that, I'm not necessarily running practice for them, but they know what I'm looking for, and they write their own way. Uh, are you having um, are you having daily discussions with them or a weekly meeting? How do you run it so that everybody's on the same page on the, on Fri- the Friday is yeah Friday is a big discussion day, uh, and Friday is a big kind of catch up. I want to know okay how so and so feeling, how how so and so look in the water, and what do we do. Um, you know, actually, I have a, this whiteboard right here, right behind us, right, right there. It's it's a, a full yep. season weekly, literally weekly progression. It's a full season. It's our program where we are, and and I'm a big Google Doc person. Right. Um. So every practice of what we do as a program is on Google Doc. Um. It's not necessarily you know we we copy and paste or whatever. It's just more that for me for us to see you know when we discuss few things. So yeah, a weekly b- discussion is very big for us. Wednesday we go to lunch together as a staff, um, and and that's kind of like our our brainstorming. Is that chair behind you squeak like the one you're on? It is, man. I can switch it up if it's annoying. Switch a little bit, yeah. Listen, man, I've been in this podcast game a little bit, and I just hear noises now, and I'm like, oh, man, someone's going to say something about that. Can you can you switch let chairs me, behind let you? Let me switch. Let me switch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually bothered my assistant coach all the time because I'm uh, like, lean back all the time. And then yeah, I did. Yeah. You're like squeaking. Even if you're a little shorter, that's fine. <laughs> better, better than the squeak, man. <laughs> no, that's okay. And no, I appreciate it. I just want people to be focused on your voice and not have to stress yeah. about the screen. But uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Uh, all right, interesting. Well, you listen. You're you got an accounting background, so with with very few scholarships, I guess you're crunching numbers. So, is your philosophy to give everybody a little bit, or you know, majority a little bit, or are you looking for one big recruit, or how, how how's the philosophy with the such small? The, the goal is to to have a little bit of a for everybody uh, because you know I think obviously when I took over the job the, the communication and and the conversation with the athletic department is they want NCAA qualifiers and I do believe we will have NCAA qualifiers uh, with what we have currently and the resources we have uh, but we all know you got to develop you know championship teams first before you're able to develop NCAA qualifiers so Right now, we're in a point where right, we, how do we manage our scholarship number to, you know, to have 15, 10 or 15 good individuals on each side? Um, you know, so, you know, we're lucky to be in the state of North Carolina that's 
is one of the best, if not the best, uh, state uh, for for swimming uh, uh, talent, right? So, so for us, you know, it, it's um, you know, in-state talent is pretty big. Um, in South Carolina, it's a big, big state for us. Uh, it's about three-hour drive from them, and and it's again, it's still doable. Uh, you know, it's not much. I mean, obviously, thirty-three thousand dollars is a lot of money. Uh, but as comparison to a lot of school, it's 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 a little bit more affordable for a lot of families out there, uh, and and there there are opportunities to get academic scholarships. Um, you know, from from the school standpoint, it is difficult because it's in a UNC system, and and they, the standard is pretty similar uh, as as other UNC system program. But Brett, I mean, the beach, the beach mm. is my scholarship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, I'm in, I'm coming. <laughs> no, ten minutes. We're like one of recruit, one of the recruits that came back from recruiting visit. I was like, "Hey, so what are some of the things that you, you know, you noticed that you, you know you expected something, but you act like, oh wow, it was like something different, you know?" Mm-hmm. So you say that, yeah, you told me it was like ten minutes away from the beach, but it's actually ten minutes away. I'm like, yeah, it is ten <laughs> minutes away. <laughs> so, so That's a massive. That <laughs> <laughs> is a massive draw. Uh, and especially over the summer, but I, I but I guess uh, in a program like yours, are you still challenging your athletes to be year round, or are you are you at that stage in, yet? Or in a different way, in a different way. I, I don't know. I I, I kind of like to pick your brain as well on what your thoughts on this because uh, my last few years in NC State, I feel like I didn't do an honest um, job with with some individuals that may qualify for long course meter you know for one event and may not necessarily a, a finalist in in that particular event in in long course meter whatever competition that we go but we're still focusing gung-ho on that one but i always challenge myself did did i do enough coaching for them to go to the next level you know in for the short course championship, right? For for to 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 go into to make the ACC championships, to make the ACC team, to make the NCAA next year. Um, you know, one of my the biggest success that I had with some up and comer swimmer. Uh, you know, when I was just a spring coach, I scratched their long course focus uh, with him. He was a big underwater dolphin kickers, and he got broken down so much over the years. And his long course meter was. I mean, he was a 56 long course meter butterfly just because, you know, he was he's just not a swimmer. He's just an underwater kicker. Mm. And going into his junior year, uh, you know, it was his best time was 48 and how to fly. And I just kind of scratch everything. And it's all right. We'll just focus on getting strong and really focusing on five, six good strokes of butterfly and on repetition on that and really focusing on that. And we build a whole summer for that. And I mean, it was hard because, you know, everybody's, everybody else in his training group was going to long course nationals. And here he is, like, I mean, you know, it's focusing on long course, but not really. But he's, he swam another 56 or in a long course meter butterfly. But the following year, he went 46-0 in the hunter fly. Uh, because the, the summer training, the summer program, I didn't double him. You know, I was going single, and but we, we put a lot of focus on overall body strength. Um, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do here at UNCW. Um, there are individuals. We have a we have Olympic trial qualifier uh, here at UNCW um, before he came before he uh, before his freshman year. So this is his freshman year right now. So for him, he's a two two double o two o one long course meter backstroke. Mm. So we're gonna focus on all right 
can we get you to 157 158 uh we're gonna we're gonna build a program for him to go that point but they're also gonna be you know, i have a 198 for the freestylers that he's a big underwater kick um so and and the, the overall focus is going to be different and but the overall program focus that my focus is how can we get them ready to go for august and, and kind of be that they're ready to train in august so so that's my 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 personal focus right now with the program yeah, and listen it's difficult because you you want to move your program forward which means when you say program you're talking about everybody so you right. want to move you want to move everybody forward and part of that philosophy is okay we're going to we're going to become uh, more dedicated swimmers we're going to become better swimmers and the way that we improve is we put work in over the summer so there's that philosophy and then there's the the new age thinking of um, listen you know I, I need a break you know yeah. like I, I, yeah. swimming swimming is very intense i need some some mental health rest and then there's that philosophy as well of like okay you, you don't want to be pushing athletes too hard so there's this balance between moving the program forward and then um, taking certain individuals forward and allowing other individuals to take a step back. So certainly it's challenging. I'm not going to tell you there's one answer. Um, uh, you know, I, I found it um, I found it tough to to do both. Honestly, I found it tough to try and tell everybody, hey, you got to improve over the summer. So we're all doing this. And then I also found it tough to say, okay, I'm going to work with some individuals and you can go do what you want. And that was tough too. So it's mm -hmm. swimming's in a very um, weird place right now because I think that, uh, you know, it, it, it's evolving and it's changing and, and, and people are talking about issues differently now. And um, so it's not just a matter of one size fits all anymore. There's certainly not that. But you do want swimmers to improve. And, and you know that, hey, with swimming, you've got to put work in. There's no, you, you can't improve in swimming by sitting on the couch or, or even just laying on the beach. I mean, it's yeah. nice to be, if you're going to be at the beach, be in the water, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. Doing yeah. Some, be doing some things in the water. But, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's kind of the struggle with the philosophy that, that you're going to face is yes, there's going to be individuals that want to get better. And then there's going to be some that say, listen, I just want to be a great short course swimmer and that's it. I'm going to go on a family vacation for the summer. And, uh, yeah. that that's going to be challenging. We were we were very fortunate this past summer. Um, we we have the you know the obviously the, the the U.S. Swimming Club down here, and we have everyone every returner stay with us. Ex, ex, every returner except two people, but those two people they have internship somewhere mm -hmm. else, so they have to go home to go home somewhere else, and and everybody else stay with us, and they train all summer long. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we we kind of and I, I told um, I told them that. We're creating, a, we're not a, you know, when, when you're thinking about season, you think about pyramid, right? It's just like foundation and going up and all this stuff. Right. We actually flipped the pyramid this summer. We're like, okay, you know, in April and May, we're just focusing on a lot of just trialing us how much, but we're in July, we were, we were running, we were going pretty hard. We were running uh, like October style training in the last two weeks of, of July and it apparent to see they were way in a better shape two weeks later when when on the first day of practice. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I like that. Was that was a big learning for us. That's interesting because I was going to talk to you about philosophy and and um, development. You know, these these are words that get thrown around, and and so you have to kind of establish what what is your philosophy and how do you develop athletes. And so you know, yeah, you, you do talk about that pyramid system, and I, and I like that. You know, it gives the it gives the kids a different look too of like, hey. Yeah after NCAAs, we're going to come back and we're going to do 
dry land and, and it's going to be fun and enjoyable and, and it's going to keep you fit but we're not going to be pounding yardage straight away and i think that was kind of the old school mentality mm-hmm. but um just talk to me about the season itself now like what, what's your philosophy right now where you're yeah. at how do you how do you distribute that information to the athletes because they want to know how, where are we going how are we going to get there kind of thing sure you know athletes these days like to know the information right so what's your philosophy right. on building throughout the season now Right. I, I try to get to Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving is a big uh, breather for us. Um, you know, I, especially this year, we have, we're, we're on a little bit lower roster size right now uh, because I needed, uh, I can't fill up the full, I had a massive graduation last year. So I needed to wait uh, and also like kind of space it out a little bit with recruiting so that I can bring in more people for next year as well, rather than just load it up last uh, this coming year, this year, and then not having that many people next year. So, so we have 23 out of 29 student uh, out of 49. So 23, uh, so sorry, 24 out of 49 student athletes are freshmen. Mm. And, and also about somewhere around 35 out of 49, never done much double at all because they were, you know, they were a sophomore and then last year we didn't do double because COVID-19 restriction was really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So my, our goal is this year, really it's every year, really, you know, I, I try to not do too much um, modification or too much, uh, you know, too much changes in their technique or anything like that on the first fall. Uh, and because we all know, you know, new for, for especially for freshmen, you know, new social setting new coaches right mm-hmm. and being away from home uh new way of living in a dorm or or mm-hmm. dining or dining hall and stuff so so we kind of try to put them almost in there yeah they're going to do something different but at the same time we're trying to find what's the comfort level in the water mm-hmm. uh, and just going to stay with that and and i know like i i always i just had a conversation with with our uh, one of our uh, this is coaches that's more in a distance. I'm like, oh, we got to run a little bit more with this person in front of Ryan. But yeah, but keep in mind, so-and-so never done any double before mm-hmm. she got here, right? Mm-hmm. So singles are still really good. So let's take a deep breath and making sure that she feels good in what she's doing rather than absolutely broken down before Thanksgiving and before before we going in into after Thanksgiving. Because once we're done with Thanksgiving, we still have 13 weeks left into conference. That's a long time. So... Mm-hmm. So the idea is for us right now is a program. That's why we talk about fundamental that like, hey, streamline is really not that hard to teach them streamline, right? And and we're managing their body. And when I'm not afraid to kind of like, okay, hey, let's pull back a little bit tomorrow because we'll be okay. We'll, we'll be doing mm-hmm. some work in it. You know, like we've done some work. Typically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is pretty heavy mm-hmm. with us because if we need to make some adjustment, we'll make adjustment in the second half of the week. Um, so, so for us... You know, that's where we are right now is the first, really the first 10 weeks of the season is just kind of like, you know, get them in their, in their comfort level uh, mm-hmm. with space with the newcomers and kind of, you know, get them swimming fast with their, and I, I always tell them, freshmen come up to me like, coach, can you say, hey, do what you know how to do it right now. Don't worry mm-hmm. about that. Do, you you know how to swim. So do that for now. So, and, and if we do make some adjustment, very minimum adjustment. So that's what we're focusing on. We're building up their capacity. We're in, on a sprinting side, not necessarily aerobic capacity building up. We're focusing on building up their strength capacity mm-hmm. uh, in, in the fall. 
And then, and our goal is to kind of give them a breather in Thanksgiving, and then we'll work on, and then we, we call it the three cycles of four weeks, uh, you know, after Thanksgiving. It's, you know, that is the, that first cycle of four weeks after Thanksgiving, that's when we're really going to hit the ground running um, you know, to, to really train and that how we want to train. And that's when we make some adjustment uh, we, because we also get to learn with them. I mean, get to learn about them first, right? Because, you know, 10 weeks is the minimum for us to learn about individuals. So, so by the time we get to Thanksgiving, we know how to coach them a little bit better. Uh, and therefore, whatever adjustment that we would like to make, it'll be a little bit easier for us mm -hmm. because, you know, we, we know how to talk to them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we're almost like 10 weeks is kind of slow down a little bit. We're doing some work, but it's, you know, it's, there are going to be, there is a next, the next level, but, but we're not there yet. Um, mm -hmm. So, so we, we let them kind of uh, get comfortable in a way. Uh, and, and then, and then we're going to hit them a little bit harder after Thanksgiving between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then, and then from there, you know, and, and it's just a championship prep right after that. Right. Then, then it's kind of like a, a mid-season racing prep and then a, probably a taper after that, you know, so right. the next kind of eight weeks leading in. So that's good as well. How many, um, how many athletes uh, can, can you take to conference? We have 20, and, but a diver count as a third hmm. instead, of a, instead of two. So, so we probably take 18 swimmers and six divers or 18 swimmers and four divers on the men's side, probably either 18 swimmers and four divers or 19 swimmers and three divers on the right. women's side. We'll, we'll go, we'll go 18 and six. Uh, our divers is pretty good on the, on the women's side. So, so we're going to need them. We're going to need to bring six of them or five of them. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, let's dive deeper into kind of your sprint philosophy then. Uh, what have you learned over time that you feel is really valuable to your program? The Gatorade sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was in school then, man. That was a big hit. Oh my God. I used to ask Todd to show what he did with us. <laughs> That's another conversation. Oh, uh, yeah. As an oh. assistant coach, you know what it's like as an assistant coach. You can kind of get away with things. You know, as the head coach, you can't you can't get away with stuff like that. But as the assistant, you know, I didn't even ask uh, – I didn't. I didn't even ask. Um, you know that my head coach Richard Quick at the time if I could do it. I just. I just did it, and then. And then when it went viral, I was. I had to apologize to him. I'm like, sorry, I didn't tell you about this. Uh, he was. Uh, he kind of let it fly, but uh, stupid, dumb, young assistant coach. You know. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot from. Kind of have a two combination. Um, I mean, Grant Grant Stolwinder and those of you guys who don't know who Grant Stolwinder is, he coached uh, Emmon Sullivan to he broke world record in the hundred yep. freestyle long course meter. Um, you know, very very bright uh, coach, uh, and uh, he was very no resistance. He he didn't even want me to wear any drag suit. He was all about body mm -hmm. positions, very over speed minded um, and heart rate minded uh, and. Uh, and so, you know, I think that was very different when I came into UNCW uh, with Todd. Uh, you know, Todd was very uh, power driven. Um, so, so kind of try to, to, to mix back, uh, you know, a little bit of, a, you know, really develop my own thinking of how I should develop some swimming. But, but at the same time, you know, you're coaching people. Um, you know, it was, it's, it's, it's the beauty of, of coaching swimming is, 
you can't just have kind of like a cookie cutter program, right? Mm -hmm. And some sprinters need this, some sprinters need that. Uh, but uh, high-end speed speaking, uh, you know, really resistance is slow and assistance is fast. So, and whenever we go in the weight room and when we go heavy and well, or we do a lot of like resistance in the power axe, a power tower, we'll, we'll be we're slow uh, in, in terms of the racing wise. But, you know, as we trying to gain the speed, you know, we, we're going to gain more on a over speed work. Um, so I think to me, you know, I, I was so, I'm, I'm very thankful to have a, a strength conditioning coach that was so in tune about swimming. Uh, it's more about sport performance at NC State. Um, his name was Nate Brookerson. Mm -hmm. And every year I would sit down with him and, you know, we would take a look at aerobic stuff. And then you know, his questions, I was like, dude, you're, you're trying to develop this guy's going 18 mid to low and 40 point and 41. What is it? What do they need going 6,000 workout? <laughs> so <laughs> I, it's always like, you know, well, you know, you, you gotta be in shape to sprint. But at the same time, I always think myself like, Hmm, you know, that's an interesting questions. And I always mm -hmm. go back to him and always kind of, that's an interesting questions, you know, and we always kind of brainstorm about that. And, 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 you know, we can't really do exactly what track and field's doing because, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, different right we're very similar but but very different as well so it's but i really like the, the way track and field uh, do it right and and they're very high-end speed minded and they don't really warm down like running for two miles you know yeah. for the sprinters so so i don't i don't really do that a lot and i do a lot more like you know okay the warm down is more about get on the massage table and that's that's kind of like the warm down for mm -hmm. me for for some of the like a high-end speed uh, sprinters so yeah. I, I try to you know really the big thing for sprinting, really, the big thing is technique and and discipline. That's the two things, really, mm -hmm. technique and discipline. And and because there's so many different sprinters, but I always talk about them like focus on your technique and be disciplined. Because there's two two things. If you if you don't have two things, you're not going to be good sprinters. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't matter what and it doesn't matter what type of training they do. We have sprinters that more. They need to have really good aerobic base because they're more a back end hundred freestylers. Um, in 2018, I was fortunate to work with three guys. Um, it's like it was Ryan Held, uh, mm -hmm. Justin Ress, and Jacob Molacek. Mm -hmm. You know, their their swim their swim time was very similar, but Ryan was the one that was always very powerful swimming uh, all the time. We don't do any two hundred freestyle work with them. I mean, we do some threshold work, but that would be you know, it wouldn't be his, his, uh, you know, it wouldn't be his best practice. And Justin Rest was a very, very good in terms of speed endurance training. When you go repeat 50s, repeat 25s, he just know how to get it done. Mm -hmm. uh, and then with Jacob Molacek, where, you know, he wasn't really as uh, speedy as everybody has comparison to those two guys, but he can, he can finish a lot stronger in, in, in a bigger practice uh, in threshold wise. So, they were very similar, but they trained very differently. And but in the end of the in the end of the year, one of them went forty one zero. The other one went forty one three. The other one went forty one five. So we were very successful that year. Um, but it's it, it wasn't the same program. So three of those yeah. guys were doing the different programs. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. You know, I'm I'm the same. I had many sprinters myself who you would have to treat differently. You know, based on their own makeup or their own um, you know mental 
uh, fortitude for certain things as well. So you had to you had to treat them differently. You couldn't just lob all the sprinters in together for sure. But uh, you were talking about track and field as well, and, I, and I've talked about this um, before in the past. But I had a I had an experience uh, back in back in uh, I think it was like 2000 and before the 2004 Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, I got to spend a week with uh, Maurice Green out in California. And uh, with one of my friends, John Stephenson, invited me out there to, to, to come out and hang out with him for a week. And so I went to all his practices and got to watch and hang out with Maurice Green, who, who won the 100 in 2000. So one of the fastest humans on earth. But just watching them train and, and watching them, how they uh, prepared. And I, I wrote down what you said, technique and discipline. That's what it was, man. The whole week was about technique and discipline. You know, they had fun in warm-ups. They would, they would go through a dynamic warm-up for about 30, 45 minutes, you know, just playing and stretching and playing and stretching. And when it was time to go, man, it was, it was go time. I yeah. mean, they, they did not mess around. It was discipline. It was technique, 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 technique. And then, uh, and then just a short cool down. So, but but over the week, I learned so much about power and speed and um, discipline and technique and 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 it's kind of the same thing that you were doing is is questioning like what are we doing? You know, like I I grew up in a program like you. I know that you were at balls with uh, Jeff Propel and yeah, um, you know some some other distance-minded coaches you know, like <laughs> yeah. growing up in in a program and you're 100 backstory 100 butterfly and thinking what am i doing seven grand for you know yeah. I, mean, I had the same thoughts so like when you get when you get a group of athletes like the three that you just mentioned you start to think to yourself well i'm doing these guys a disservice if i just throw them in and, and smack them every day with seven grand so right you do feel a responsibility to be better and so i, I was always questioning my, my sprinting capabilities of like, wh what am I doing and why am I doing it? And why am yeah. I giving it to them? Why am I asking them to do what, what I think they should be doing? And, and I don't even know why I think they, they should be doing it. It's because everybody else is doing it. You know, yeah. Yeah. doing something just because everybody else is doing it or it's always been done that way. So the, the questioning part is, is very important. Um, one of the things I like what you do too, that I've seen on your, your Instagram, which what's your Instagram, by the way? Gantoro B. Gantoro it's, B. Uh, yeah, Gantoro B. Yeah. Good to follow. Uh, love, I love that you share stuff. You share you. workouts. You share uh, videos of them doing skill work, which I think is important. I think that's where it, where it really comes down to that that mental engagement uh, that I see you do with your athletes is getting yep. them to think, especially on that low end aerobic type stuff where it's either a warm up or a cool down, something like that, where you're really challenging their brain to turn on instead of just slopping up and down the pool, you know? Yeah, it, it's a really, I mean, that's that's one thing that I, that I developed a lot. I was so afraid of not getting volume, <laughs> just like swimming, yep. right? I was so afraid in the beginning. And, you know, I, I, I think this is probably four or five years ago. I started on Thursday, just, I, I just call it back to basic Thursdays and we're doing power on Thursday and we're kind of like, you know, it doesn't matter about, the i don't care about like how much volume i have but mm -hmm. i, I want to hit good powerful push off i want to hit good streamline i want to hit you know really good entry in the water i want to hit a really good long technique before we get into the power and um it's like the other day actually yesterday we were doing some hundred speed work with some of the sprinters they didn't do like on the warm-up I ran them like a water polo warm-up. <laughs> I just, you know, I ran them. All right, I got two lanes, uh, you know, with eight guys, and I got to figure something out, and I have 15 minutes or so 20 
Uh, it's about 25 minutes with two lanes and before I can spread out. So, but I want the body to get going, but not just swimming, you know, and, and we figure out, we, we did some water polo, you know, you know, the, uh, the, yep. the, uh, the, the water polo goalkeeper or something, they yep. go up pretty high and, and we do a lot of stuff like that. And it's just necessarily, and a lot of people like, they ask me like, what are we doing? I'm like, well, I mean, you're warming up your muscle right now and, and you're learning new movement and I'm trying to teach you how to do it. If you, if you, you know, if you can, uh, you know, accept the information and actually do it, imagine that's exactly what you're doing when we are sprinting. And, and I tell you, and we talk about make some adjustment on your stroke is it's, you're actually doing the same thing or what you're doing in warm up, right? You, you're, you're learning new things and you're trying to tell your brain understand. Now you're trying to tell your body to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you can do it, simple stuff like that, you, you can continue to learn your brain to in your body to adapt to what your brain is saying. So we do a lot of stuff like that. I, I love stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily like to just go back and forth, mindless back and forth, um, especially with the low end athletes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, last, last year. Yeah. Sorry. Last last year, one of my uh, two of our sprinters is big. They're the big surfers. They, they just love surfing. Um on Wednesday was their pure recovery day, and this was like two weeks before conference, and weather was really nice. The waves were really nice. There's some good wave out there, and I text them the night before, like, "Hey, your practice would be go out surfing instead of going to water." And they're like, "Coach, really? Yeah, I, I you just go out there, just go surfing, and that's your practice. And after an hour, an hour and a half, get out of there, you know, and just kind of that'll be it for the day." And, you know, and then the next day they come in, I was like, man, I was awesome. They're just talking about the surf. They're mm-hmm. talking about the swell, you know, but it turned out, you know, when they shave and team, they swim really fast. They drop seven tenths in their 50 freestyle. And it, it, it's just a combination of, I feel like, you know, how to get to know the athletes. And just like you say, different people need different things. I love that. I love the, the stuff you're doing in the water. I love the stuff that you allow them to do out of the water. I think it's awesome. I will say I found it a lot easier to do that as a head co- as a, as an assistant yes. coach. As an assistant, I felt like I had freedom to kind of work this group and 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 think for them and and create workouts for them. As a head coach, I find it more difficult because I felt I was very good at this side of it, mm-hmm. but I knew that over here these athletes, these 400 IMers, these these milers, they had to do different types of work. So if I'm creating you know, really creative workouts over here for these sprinters, allowing them to take the day off and go surfing. The milers over here are going to hate me. You know, like you're the head coach and you you favor these guys. You know, like, favoritism yeah. came yeah. in a lot. And it became very difficult to believe in my own philosophies on the sprint side and also manage the whole yeah. team. Have you struggled with that? You know, I, I learned a lot from Braden. Braden was the best head coach I've learned from in terms of you know, creating a culture that understand that the student athletes understand and everybody needs different stuff. Um, you know, he has his way to explain to the team that, you know, so-and-so need to do 1025s on five minutes. And that's exactly what he needs to do. And then you so-and-so need to do 10 300s on five minutes. Uh, and so-and-so need to do 10 500 on five minutes, you know? So, but you know, I, I learned from from Braden I mean, for eight years and, and really just kind of take a lot of notes and how he really lead his team and and and, and creating the understanding 
you know, between the student athletes on, okay, hey, they go that way. That doesn't mean they're not working, right? And, or they're not working because they need to not working right now for them to be able to contribute uh, at best as they can when it matters. Um, so that's the culture that we're working a lot. Um, the beauty is like, you know, right now, I don't really necessarily do sprint middle distance uh, at UNCW. So I created a training map with the coaching staff. And so each individual kind of has their um, like a row, like, okay, the Monday morning, they do this Monday afternoon, do this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all so on. And then each, each individual has that. And then based of that, they have their group. So, you know, they're not necessarily, okay, the middle distance doing threshold, the distance doing threshold, but they're doing totally separate practice. And I know they, it's, you know, they're all going to be cross, uh, really crossover in between those athletes and some sprinters get to do like Friday is a big, uh, low aerobic day for everybody. Um, some sprinters will, will get together with some of the distance swimmers and maybe for, 4,000 or 5,000 of them, right? But some of the distance going to keep continue to go on. Uh, they go maybe 7,000 uh, for some of them, yeah. some of them 8,000, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, yeah, that is definitely challenging. Um, I, I ran into, I'm still running into that sometimes, just try kind of mm-hmm. reminding everybody that everybody needs different stuff. Um, but for for the for the most part, they, they start understanding that, hey, you know, let us do the coaching. Mm-hmm. Let us do, you know, when they do something that you thought is easy, it's not their fault. We put that, you know, we put them into that situation. So they start understanding really well. And our upperclassmen is, is really good. They're yeah. they really buy in from the from the beginning. And they, they are, you know, if if we're successful this year, I think we will. And I, I give a lot of credit to our upperclassmen. Now, one more thing. There's a natural pull and draw to be in a program like NC State and be an associate head coach and then go either hunting for one of the big top 10 jobs or be headhunted for a top 10 job. It doesn't sound like you picked UNCW just because you're an alumni and just because you wanted to go home in that sense. It, it also feels like there was a lifestyle choice for you and your family as well. And that, that came into play in this decision. And I admire you for that. I really do. Is that part of it? Thank you. Absolutely. That's the, that's a priority when I took the decision. Um, you know, it's, I I think my philosophy in life is, you know, matter what you do, if you do your job really, really well, you know, you, you can go far, uh, you know, with whatever field you are. Um, that was my philosophy at NC State in the very beginning, and you know I knew that I was, I was not necessarily you know have a have a group, but I knew if I do really really well and fill up water bottle and be on time all the time, be be dependable uh, for the coaching staff, you know I'll I'll get more responsibility in the future, uh, and if it's not with NC State, maybe with another program, but I never really look around. Um, but when the opportunity come, when when the communication started with UNC Wilmington, and at the time we we just had one baby, and um, you know, so you know the the focus kind of shifted a little bit as a as as a family. Um, we we kind of take a look at all what do we want to do as a family? How do how do we want to live our life? Um, you know, it it was there is an op- it was there was 
always kind of like the flirting, uh, the idea that, you know, maybe stay here, maybe we go into Power 5, like you mentioned, right? And and obviously, when the Power 5 financially is great as well, right, as a coach. And that would be the dream job for a lot of people. But the more I talk about it to my wife, like, I don't really care where, where, where if it's Power 5 or not Power 5. The matter for me is I want to be in a position that I love my life. Uh, that I can be for my be there for my family. Um, it's very hard, and I, I listen to your your podcast uh, with Dean Boxel, and mm-hmm. you you drive around around the block. I actually took that. Uh, I did that. Um, you know, I, I, my brain is still going. Like you know, Brett say that to Dean, and I guess it's really good advice, and I'm I'm gonna do that. And I did that. So when I came in, my my son would just run to me. I'm all in for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It. And I told my wife that, you know, my wife asked me, my wife asked very tough questions when it comes down to, you know, where I want to go with my career. And one of the questions is she asked, why are you in St. Wilmington? Yeah, I, I told her, well, I think, I think I can be very successful at UNCW because um, I'm part of the family, um, you know, and uh, for, for, the, for the alumni association. Um, and I think... I believe that we can be very successful as a program in this location with the academic side, with the athletic side. We have enough for us to be successful that can can develop some NCAA qualifiers um, in the future. And, and there are going to be steps to get to that point, obviously. Um, and I also told them that there are going to be some opportunities for us to do things that for me uh, in, in my career was to do things that I'm not able to do maybe in, in other um, you know, set up because I'm very connected with uh, community in Wilmington. A lot of families that that I knew when I was a student athlete, they're still here. Um, you know, we're creating a free swim lessons program uh, for 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 families that cannot afford it, and and that's always been um, a passion of mine mm. as well. So, in in this position, in this town, I feel that uh, we can make a bigger impact. Um, so yeah, I think all things considered, this is the best place for, for us, for our family. And, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity that they've given me. Good for you, man. Um, really honored that you would say you, you learned something from a podcast of mine, which is great. And, and it's having an impact on you and your family. But, you know, uh, like I said, man, the choices, uh, you make are tough choices and, and not everybody made those. And, you know, um, I, I jumped into a power five program probably before I was ready for it, you know, and it had, it certainly had an impact on me and my family. So I'm, I'm glad that you've, you've made this life decision. It seems like you, your, your family and yourself are really happy. Um, you seem like you're in a great place and I'm very happy for you, man. So listen, good luck with everything. Continue Thank you. to continue to share. I, I love learning yeah. from you. So um, thanks. Keep bringing it out, man. But um, good well, luck. With this season. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, Brad. Thank All right, you. Bobby. Take care, man. Take care. Event, heat, lane, name of swimmer, times and places. It's called Swim Nerd Live, and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart TV, phone, or other device. There are so many things you can do with this software. A very simple and easy to use necessity for any team or facility that is live streaming their meets results. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more.